Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy, joined uh, by my co-host, Steve Walsh. Hello. And today on the show, we've got a poet from South London, Bridget Minimore. Hello. Poetical already, isn't it? Look at that. Putting our hellos to shame. Have one, <laughs> one word can't be poetical. Can I, I don't know, there's a lot I think you that. need at least two words. That was, I tried for that. That was like, only a good few weeks to write that. Hello. Rehearsed. That can be the first question. Is that, can you do a one word poem? Not can you do a one word poem. Isn't it a challenge for you to do a one word poem? A one now? word poem? Yeah. Could Maybe. a poem be one word? If it was like a Welsh place word, and you could uh, just really just like throw a lot of emphasis oh, in certain... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I find it really hard to rein myself in, though. There's that thing. Was it Oscar Wilde who tried to write a six-word story, I think? Have you heard of that? Oh, yes. yeah. Six-word. Yeah, and his one was a, a for sale, baby shoes, never worn. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking, and yeah. like, And that's, that's, that's brilliant. That's six words. Yeah, I've got one word poem for you, Steve. Go on. Wigwam. See, I lent nice. it to the microphone to, you know, yeah, draw yeah. any meaning you want from that. It's kind of about the American genocide of the uh, Native American people. But... I think someone I felt it. bested <laughs> uh, Oscar Wilde and they said, uh, they kind of a three-word story. Um, the No, four-word story. The Immortal Man Died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great story. There's nothing in terms it's of still a, It still is a story. It is Less a story, evocative, it? There's a Twitter account yeah. about that, I think. Like, short stories... Uh, say they try and do poems and stuff in like a tweet 140 yeah okay. they're alright sometimes speaking of Twitter ours is at SLHC Steve's is uh, at Vent Wales so they don't tweet so don't follow don't don't bother let them know, oh. just once, let every, know once every three months I'll put something out there but it's nothing mine is uh, at Jack McEnroy and at Yids um, mostly for football related stuff on yeah. the latter one and yours is at Bridget Minimal just go with your name innit yeah. nothing wrong Same. with that Mine is mine, just scrambled up. You mixed up the letters, didn't really? you? It's an anagram. I can't do anagrams. I find them, re- I li- my brain just can't do them. You just put them into a, into a website, yeah. anagrams.com, and they give you one uh, back. I was really impressed for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not necessarily what I did. Oh. It is what I did. Oh. <laughs> you would be something like, more Bridget, amen, I imagine. That would be quite fun, You're, actually. You've probably got some great Loads, ones. Isn't it? Probably. Yeah. It's a good surname. Do it. Like surname. They're not useful in real life. Only on Countdown, as we discovered, the fastest ever Countdown conundrum was done by a South Londoner. Really? Yeah. What was it? It was the word was quarry pet, right? <laughs> we did speak about it. <laughs> the, the, the anagram. To be fair, the anagram was quarry pet. Quarry pet. So um, it just turns round saying quarry. Like pet. the guy, he's not a hundred percent Welsh, should we say? Um, he was Welsh. On, well, well. Oh, he's hundred percent Welsh. No, <laughs> he's from Wandsworth, right? And it's only because um, my friend Hassan, who was on the show uh, a couple of months ago, you know someone on Countdown. No, 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 it was on fame. this show, South London uh, Hardcore. That, that's a claim to fame too. <laughs> Would have been. But this guy comes in his shop all the time. Okay. And basically, like, he's, uh, he's won. I think he's already won, isn't he? No, he needs this to... He needs that, oh, yeah. right. So they go, you know, it's the countdown conundrum. There's like two points between them. And the thing turns, you know, like the kind of, you got this blog says, yeah, um, yeah. I guess it says quarry pet, pet and the things like, the, the music starts. And it does like a 80 degree rotation. You can't even see the whole word. It's, it says does a rotation. Yeah, and it acid, spins yeah. round to say quarry pet. But really, all he's seeing is like the tail of the yeah. Y and the T. Yeah, yeah. And he... Um, it just goes, buzzes. Parquetry. Parquetry. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's amazing. It's one of the all-time great if you go, quiz it's on, show it's, clips. It's on our website as a, I as will a look that because up. it is remarkable. I do love... You know, there was like a thing on YouTube of like greatest like quiz show moments. I Because I, I really mm. like quiz shows. I'm a bit of a general knowledge. Like, I love them. I do. I run pub quizzes. It's my little 
side gig. In South London? We win Not them. Not in South London. We don't run them. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we win them. We win them. We run them. We did one once and won it. We did run, you really? Yeah, as a ah, South London hardcore team. That's there. good. We're undefeated. That's good. No, I love I love my pub quiz. But, yeah, um, if you're doing it in South London, let us know. I would love to. If you are a pub in South London who would like someone to come and run your pub quiz, the best pub quiz runner ever, it, like, holler at me, like, yeah. on Twitter. At Bridget Minimal. And Bridget if you Minimal. want a team to win, you probably don't. That's not how Then we can get them too. BridgetMinimal.com as well, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a .com now, finally. Should we give out your Tumblr to people? Same thing. I'm not I'm not very... very. I think my Tumblr's just my surname, though. It's just Minimal. Yeah. Well, there's two. There's, like, the proper one, and there's a silly one where I just kind of reblog uh, amusing pictures. Yeah, like Beyonce with some funny words. Yeah, that's... Have you seen them? Some of them, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's, called, it's, called, it's called Beyonce Art History. I've seen this. And it's yeah, just yeah. really... And my friend does art history at uni, and she's like, they're actually really good, because she, she sees them, <laughs> and she's like, I'm trying to guess what, what it's called and who the artist is by. So it's just a picture of a really famous painting with, like, Beyonce lyrics. So... I like it. It's like Mona Lisa, all the single ladies. Yeah, but, you know. exactly. It's funny. <laughs> Bit more obscure. Little sometimes. things, little things. Stuff on com for our website. We'll probably embed some of Bridget's stuff in it, divert traffic our way. Yeah. Bridget's going to do two poems on the show as well, session style, so stay tuned. So you're from Dulwich? Yeah, East Dulwich. I grew up Dockingham Hill. On, the, <laughs> on one of the two major estates? Yeah, yeah, Dockingham Estate. Right opposite Sainsbury's, basically. Yeah. You make the distinction between uh, East Dulwich and Dulwich immediately. Yeah, I, I you do. You do, don't you? I if do. You live in... I, when we were younger, we were like Dulwich because it was posh. And now it's got to posh and annoying when posh is <laughs> like posh and rich. Because I could say just Dulwich, but then you think of nice Dulwich. But my Dulwich isn't even properly Dulwich anymore, East Dulwich. Did you know that? They uh... changed the boundaries voting boundaries. So oh. if it used to be Dulwich and West Norwood. Now Docker is Peckham and Campbell. Um, we got we got demoted. Maybe the other side of the road is still Dulwich. Which side? As in the Sainsbury's side. I think that's still Dulwich, but our side yeah, is officially yeah, yeah. Peckham and Campbell now. Right. So we, yeah, we can't it get away of, with... It feeds in from Campbell Grove. So you've gone from Tessa Jow to Harriet Harman. Yeah, we have. I mean, to be fair, they always win anyway there. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't... It doesn't like, we don't even get conservative leaflets for our door. <laughs> we had... <laughs> we just don't. They don't pop up. My mum loves Harriet Harman, though. She saw her in Sainsbury's once and had a chat with her. Uh, it doesn't take much, does it? Sometimes no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. She, was she wearing a bulletproof vest at the time? She wasn't. She wasn't. She may well underneath her little yellow blazer, maybe. Then she saw your mum and that's the best. <laughs> yeah, my all, all five foot. One of my mum, small little Ghanaian woman. I'm sure Harriet felt very scared, terrified. I would be. So yeah, I used to live on um, well, just behind Lord Chip Lane, and I always used to say. Uh, Felbrigg Road. It sort of runs yeah. parallel to... Oh, you know. Um, yeah, and uh, I always say East Dulwich. Yeah. It's, and my thing was, East Dulwich is supposed to Dulwich Village. Yeah. Because you don't... It, never at any point... No one's ever mistaken you for living in Dulwich Village. <laughs> <laughs> Dulwich Village. We used to just walk through... I used to... That was a, like a year when I was about 17. We were like, we're going to get fit. We're going to walk to school. So I went to school in like Upper Norwood. So you could walk through Dulwich Village. And from so from we'd all meet at the bottom sort of at Goose Green. And from Goose Green to Upper Norwood, it would take, took us about an hour in the beginning. We got used to it. It would take us about. Hills as well. 35 minutes. It's so not you, that far. You were like cutting through. Yeah, cutting through past the schools. And then we found out, you know where the. Is it Virgo for Danish? Yeah, it went to yeah. Virgo. And the, you know, the prep school, the Dulwich prep school, when it's next yeah. to Kingsdale found out the house prizes the difference it, uh, being opposite the prep school and being opposite Kingsdale was something like 100 grand something ridiculous 
just between the houses. It's crazy, isn't it? It's nuts. See, there is... I suppose you know there, there's a, there is quite a, a gradient to get there because I remember yeah. in I think it was eight like, Lordship Lane is no joke. It's like when I get a text from <laughs> Steve, I'm like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "I'm on Lordship Lane." I'm like, well, can you narrow it down a little bit? <laughs> yeah, there, there's Lordship Lane, there's Gooseberry Bit, and then there's like Lordship Lane where you have to do mm. that big hill before the library. We would lose our Easter cards and have to like power walk. See, I went to St Joseph's College on Did Beulah you? Hill, just around the corner. Oh, you went St Joseph's. And I, I lived in Campbell at the time. You yeah. weren't and born at the time, though. Yeah, this is the thing. This is like, literally... I'm 45. Like, <laughs> yeah, you weren't skin, born. Good skin, <laughs> 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 But in... Uh, my, I went to... First, my first year of primary school, uh, secondary school, was uh, 87. And it was the year of uh, the Great Hurricane. And like, it was what? a big oh, warning yeah. that yeah. There was a hurricane. You don't know about Michael Fish. There's not going <laughs> to be a hurricane. Wait, the Michael Fish tonight. hurricane. Yeah, yeah. That, that's no. how Hurricane Fish. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, on the on uh, the news that morning, they were like. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a hurricane. You did make it sound like it was uh, <laughs> no. the Chicago fire. Yeah. Place, you know? I was like, the great fire in London, the couple, great hurricane. A couple of trees went over. <laughs> Loads of trees went over. This yeah, they did, to be fair. But like on the news that morning, they were like, uh, do try and avoid hilly areas. And I was like, do I have to go to school? And she was like, of course you have to go to school. I was like, I go up Denmark Hill to get to Tulse Hill. Uh, sorry, to get to Hearn Hill, to get to Tulse Hill, to get to Knights Hill, to get to Beulah Hill. I'm going up like five hills Hill to get to school. And, <laughs> get school. and there's like slates flying off the roof. It's like what? just dead. It was, really? It was oh, dead. You could see it. And as, yeah, as soon as you get there, like go home. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what, back over all those hills? <laughs> back, no, back down. Back down. Oh, yeah. I was like just heading down the 68. It was, uh... 68. 68 bus literally goes like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Though? South London Hills and no no. I remember when I started running because I got into running a couple of years ago. <laughs> people were like why'd you go running in East London I was like have you been in South London like <laughs> I'm new to this up and down man even docking a hill I'd like I'd like walk up the hill and then start running before I'd go yeah. going down docking on a bike is one of the best thing you can do going up docking isn't that a near death experience though pretty much I went, I go up and over docking a hill every day on well kind of up no on my legs but like I go up uh, <laughs> like kind of up Denmark Hill and down docking hill essentially kind yeah. of over Champion Hill but oh, it's hard work man there's one bit where you just like convinced you're walking sort of about up. you know like oh, yeah up a wall man. Do you know um, Canonby Road in Forest Hill? And it's called Road. It's not even a hill, so it's really deceiving. <laughs> it's like oh. it's so it's opposite where my primary, primary school, um, Saint Francesca Cabrini. It's like opposite the Forest Hill Cemetery, kind of. I think, oh, I think my friend used to live um, in a block of flats at the Can, top Yeah, of yeah, there's a block of flats. And it's ridiculous. Flats like that. Yeah, but it's, it's just, not even a hill. It's called road. So yeah. everyone comes mm. to me like, where is you're it? You're not and prepped to saw it. You friend, just sort of walk up it. And yeah. like, you're like an hour later going, this is killing me. It's ridiculous. My friend used to live at the bottom of the hill. And even just getting to the bottom of the hill, walking from like Peckham <laughs> Rye, was like stressful. To get up the actual road would take like half an hour. Because you'd walk, have to like rest. <laughs> do a little stretch. The other thing as well is uh, with South London, I get buses everywhere, famously. If there's snow, buses just give up. Don't they? The driver's like, there's no point. They have visions of basically just getting halfway up and just sliding down sideways, don't they? So I grew up in Woolworth, and I've always thought, kind of, when we were looking for somewhere to live, me and my wife, or girlfriend at the time, man, living in sin, I've always thought, once you get to the hills, that you're too far out, man. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be in zone three. Oh, zone three. But I lived at the top of a hill in uh, Newcross, and that was such hard work. <laughs> get home from a late shift, going like 11 o'clock from Waterstones up yeah. to walk up a hill, man. Why? Oh, hills are... No. The South London hills are... Oh, it's like a ring. 
Okay, yeah. so point of no return. Well, like it is. It's, you, once you get past, <laughs> you're seeing the Thames Valley in action, aren't you? You forget that you know the Thames is a valley, and once you're going up it, you you know, and when you get to like you know Beulah Hill, once you're where the transmitters are, the Pay view off. Is, is wonderful. Isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, like, even my friend lived at the bottom of Canonby Road, and you like from her window, yeah. you could just look out. You could see when the shard was getting built. You could yeah, see yeah. that. And so at the top, it must have been amazing, but you'd have to walk up there, so <laughs> no. <laughs> at school, did you kind of get a, the poetry bug? I don't know if anyone's ever called it that. No, <laughs> no. It, I, I fell into it, poetry. Um, I did a lot of drama, and I was like, ooh, maybe I want to act. Realised I hated acting, and I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> so, but I, so I just was like, I'm not going to act anymore. And so I didn't, but I did lots of drama, and then I did this writing thing with the National Theatre, who are amazing, and they were like, you write poetry? And I was like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, it is. So I went to a poetry slam and I won. Well, I'm third in that one. And Everyone's a winner. It all went from there. <laughs> and now I'm just here still doing it, I guess. Well, it's a way to sort of blend writing and performance. Yeah, it? it is. And I, I do, it is, I am really glad that I'm doing it. Because even now, like the other day, one of my friends was talking about doing a, writing a script. And she was like, oh, I might need people just to do the script reading. And like four years ago, I've been like, no, hey, acting. And now I'm like, oh, I don't mind it, maybe. <laughs> Like, not properly, but just, I do quite like doing it again, I think, because I've got used to being on stage a little bit more. Don't get as much stage fright as I used to, and it all kind of works out. But also, you have complete control, don't you? Like, if you're, exactly, if you're exactly. performing, you've got a script written by someone else, you've got a director that's probably got another vision to what the writer has and what you have. Someone's yeah. clothed you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I always think acting is such a strange thing to do. Like, every time I do it, I just kind of be really aware of what I was doing, and like... I didn't write this, I'm doing this, I'm on a stage. Yeah. But with writing, like I love, like I write, I wrote, I wrote scripts and stuff I used to anyway. And it was just really nice to just write it, finish it and be like, take it. Like, <laughs> here director, here actor, you yeah. can do what you want with it. Like I've written I've it. I've finished with this. Yeah. This, is, this is done now. If you could you just go away to... and ruin this. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. That's the only little problem. If I could, if I could just kind of train them all, that would work. But everyone, I don't know, actors will hate writers when you do too many <laughs> stage directions and things. It's like a rule. So you weren't writing poetry at school. Have you no. gone back and written about any experiences from school? Is it a thing where now you are writing about things? Do you write about things that are contemporary or do you look back on certain... I look back on certain things. I don't write a lot about school, actually. Um, I write a lot of stuff for like my friends from school. So all the kind of girls I grew up with in South London, they were the first ones who came with me to poetry gigs when I was just like terrified and I, and I dragged them along. They still kind of pay coming with me. But as a rule, when I write something new, it's kind of make sure my friends would like it <laughs> or at least not hate it yeah. and make sure they wouldn't be embarrassed to come and watch me kind of do it. <laughs> and that's the kind of only rules I've got. So a lot of the time I'll mention, oh, wait, actually, I've, I just remembered, I did have one poem about some school stuff, but just about like girls I went to school with and stuff, a little bit pathetic and annoying. But I, like I think there's something in this Hills business. The Hills, a Hills yeah, poem. Yeah, yeah. Do you right. want me to write a Hills poem? Do you want me to... Do you want, does... A little pastoral Dixie. Exclusive, isn't it? <laughs> God, like walking through the hills of South London, a nice little jaunty So you, your first couple of poetry jams, were they, they were in North London, Central London? They were in Central London. Most of them are in Central London. Yeah. If not Central, then kind of East. There aren't that many South London. Well, actually, one of my favourite poetry nights, probably my favourite one, gonna get in trouble for that <laughs> <laughs> is in south is in south london it's in borough and it's called bang said the gun and it's amazing oh, right. Whereabouts is it? it's a it's at the roebuck pub in borough oh, oh, the roebuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's at the top there, yeah. it's amazing it's so many of my uh family's birthdays because my uncle uh, lived around the corner really uh, yeah uh on 
uh, Tabard Street. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like the Roebuck. Roebuck. Roebuck yeah. has the best poetry night in London. I'm going to say that. I never associate What's with Roebuck. Bang said the gun, and it's every Thursday at 8 o'clock, I think. And it's honestly, like, it's so much fun. It makes you become like a child again they give you like shakers full of like things to hold they have balloons and like it's lots of it's just really fun it's the one that i make all of my mates go to because everyone has had a good time there and is it weekly monthly weekly every single week so and it's one of the few ones there every single week like there aren't that many just because you can't get an audience but they can right so so yeah south london has the best poetry night and speaking of performing in south london you will, of course, be at the South Bank. I will be at the South Bank. So that is still technically South London, just about, just on this side of the river. Oh, very, no, much, very much entirely. so. <laughs> um, it's We're like... very militant about the South Bank centre being recognised as being in South London. It is because, South London. But there, it's the, got it in its name. There's, there, there is um, almost a subconscious belief amongst a lot of people, particularly... Uh, in the arts industry because it's nice it's not in South London never that's the rule isn't it everything nice isn't really South London yeah it does does seem to be the rule doesn't it it is when we recorded tonight in uh, Central London (laughs) (laughs) keep that under my hat so so what are you performing at Um, it's going to be it's at the London Literature Festival that the South Bank Centre is doing and I'm in a collective called Point Black Poets with five other amazing people and yeah we're going to be doing poems about London I'm going to do a poem about South, London, about South London, which will be fun. I might do a bit of it today. Um, and yeah, it'll be fun. We're going to have like a musical guest. We're going to be talking and having a chance for the audience to ask questions. We're going to discuss issues about London, like just like gentrification and equality and just lots of different things. And you should all come if you're listening. And um, when is it? It's on the 1st of June and it's at 8pm in the Purcell Room at the South Bank Centre. Oh, Purcell Room. Yeah, yeah. I know, 350 seats, I think. When um, do you know how people can get tickets? They can get tickets on the South Bank Centre website. Um, I wish it was something really easy, like southbankcentre.forward. Oh, they can look, if they want to go. They you can, can look it up. If you, we'll, we'll be putting a link on. Yeah. If you Google well. Point Blank Poet South Bank, it'll come up. It is the first thing up there. Would that be the largest room you've played to? The personal room, three hundred and fifty seats. Probably, but I did it. I done it already. A few months ago, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was then. I guess <laughs> it was then. Yeah. So it will be again. At, but. Last time there were like 10 of us and this time there were 6 of us. So person to audience ratio ah, is yeah. bigger. So I'm, I'm moving on up in the world, you see? <laughs> is that a schism in the group? Or, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a uh, massive argument. Just straight on out. You were um, at the Hay on Wife Festival recently. I was, yeah, yeah. A couple of days ago. We, yeah. we drove up there and back. That's not South London or even no, London. Where is it? Wales. Yeah. That's where it is. Took like but got, it's uh, incredibly prestigious. It's Probably really nice. it's the most prestigious literary festival in Yeah, it is. In, it was. In, it's, yeah. it's amazing. One of one of the girls in the collective, actually, Sabrina. Sabrina Mafus, amazing poet. She won a whole bunch of money and an amazing award. It's called the Sky Arts Fund. And basically, she's, her mission is to kind of get poetry around the UK. And so, yeah, she booked us to go down there. So that was fun. And um, you performed there, and that was, yeah, that was in a tent? In a tent, yeah. in a nice little tent. It, was, it wasn't like the big major tent, but it was nice, it was fun. It wasn't just all like a four-person tent, though, either, was it? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like a wig one. <laughs> <laughs> in Argos, going, you've got one of the ones with like a veranda. <laughs> so we want to be classy. Yeah, it's almost festival season, and just, I'm going to be going to so many, and I'm just dreading it. I need to get my yearly tent. And it's going to be the worst. Are you going as a punter or as a performer? Or performer. Both? I would never go. I have never really? been to a festival as a punter. I just not cut out for it. Like I run a festival. <laughs> <laughs> I run my friends and I used to have a festival last year. It's called Brainchild. You should look that up as well. Actually, it's it's not in London. No, it's not in South Where London. Where is it? It's in Kent. It's well Canterbury, 
And um, it's going to be 500 people in a field and we're going to be having a lot of fun. Fantastic. And it's awesome and it's our second year and the stress may kill me, but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. But Canterbury is another place with a a sort of pedigree for literature. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's... Chaucer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mention Chaucer. I just, I had an exam about Chaucer. Six hours. Six hour exam? Six hour Chaucer exam. Thank you, university. Do you get a break? You do get a break, an optional break. Yeah, I'll take that, please. Do you you get the internet? No, (laughs) none of this makes any sense. (laughs) You kind of ushered out of the room and you can have a sandwich outside and a smoke if you want and like a drink and then you can go back in. Still was awful. But I might. And what were you doing? Just sort of the entire works of Chaucer for uni. We have a whole year on Chaucer, and that's our big final exam. Didn't go very well. So, what other festivals are you doing in summer? Have you got a? I'm doing Camp Festival. I'm doing Latitude. I'm doing oh Brainchild, of course. Might be doing this little one called Beach Break. Uh, Might be doing one more that I can't remember its name. I think that's it. There's one. Have I missed one? Well, they can go on BridgetMinimal.com. Yeah, can't they? Yeah, you can find, yeah, find them out there. But like Latitude and uh, Festival. Yeah, Latitude and Festival. Yeah, we're going there uh, with a group called Poe Jazzy who do who run like music and art stuff in London. They're really cool. And um, yeah, we're doing this show called 1990s BPM, as in beats per minute. And it's all going to be kind of us on a big nostalgia trip talking about the 90s. So that should be fun. But not at 90 beats per minute. Not at 90 beats per minute. That's not a rule. I I could try. I (laughs) might kind of fall over and faint. How was it? Incoherent. But But it should be fun. So we're writing for that now. And that's kind of... So I'm thinking... They keep on tweeting every day, like, tweet us your 90s memories. And I'm just a bit like, oh, God. Another thing to add. Another thing to add. Another thing to add. But it's fun. But also save it for the show, isn't it? That's all we talk about. Yeah, that is. You're like... Don't ask me anything about the 90s at the moment. I'm <laughs> saving it all up. Saving it all for the show. So do you write? Do you find that you write new material for specific festivals? Specific now, times? yeah. I used to just kind of write when I was kind of angry Inspired. at the world. I nearly swore. Can I swear on this? Uh, you can if you really must. Okay, I'll, I'll try not to. I just nearly did and I stopped myself. Yeah, so I, know. I, know. Well I know, I know. And that was you referring to anger. That's going to be the hardest time to it's, stop it's, the thing is, I do poetry gigs at these festivals, like, two years ago at the first festivals, they're like, so, there's going to be a lot of kids here, don't swear, and you're kind of half of your poem, and you know this poem, you've done it for years, and you suddenly have to go, blah, 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 angry. It <laughs> <laughs> completely doesn't rhyme, but it's fine. Um, what was I talking about? Not swearing, what's wrong? Writing, Writing specific. Now I tend to write stuff for specific stuff, just because I find it a lot harder to write. Um, so you like the challenge of having yeah, a specific thing. Yeah, it helps, it yeah. helps, it helps a lot. I do occasionally just write stuff, and right. that's fun. So, like, the South London... So I've been writing a lot about South London recently. Like, um... And I think that's mostly because I moved away. And so, I know it's that... I shouldn't have said that secret, that I'm not <laughs> living there right now. But I am. I'm moving back. I miss it. And I was like, I'm going to try East London for a year. I miss South London. But... It, and I, <laughs> I read this really good thing with, like, Zadie Smith. And, you know, she's a Northwest Londoner, and she's very much about Northwest London. And she said she could only write about London when she moved to New York. And I think there's something in that moving or leaving something before you the can distance, write about then it. You yeah, can examine it and rather than being in the middle of it. And you're yeah. exactly. And I'm really happy actually. The South Bank Centre show is coming up about London because it was a really nice excuse for me to just finally write after the first time in my life I've managed to write about London. I never managed it before, but 
the last year when I've been living in East, I just everything just kind of come out, and it's all very South specific, <laughs> which I find really interesting. So, so did you live in um, the same place in Dulwich the whole time? Yeah, yeah, I live at home, at home in East Dulwich, and then I moved to Camden for a bit. Now I'm in Hackney Wick, and then hopefully moving back somewhere. I don't know. I probably won't go back to Dulwich. Probably couldn't afford it. Um, <laughs> maybe Camden. New Cross, isn't it? New Cross. I'm always, if everyone's like, I've been South London, New Cross, get in New Cross. I mean, there's no shops, right, in the daytime. <laughs> there's only Sainsbury's, but definitely move to New Cross. New Cross. I do love New Cross, though. It's nice. New Cross is nice. There's stuff going on in Eden. There's stuff, you oh. could see poetry there now, then, couldn't you? Yeah. There is, there is poetry. One of my favourite poets lives in New Cross. She's a South Londoner, actually. Oh, yeah, you, get, you know, Kate, her name's Kate Tempest, and she's amazing. She is one of the few South London poets, and she is probably the most famous spoken word artist I can think of right now. So she's a, she's a proper South Londoner. I think she lives in New Cross, and she went to school. Scrap this. We'll do. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you're going to get rid of me for anyone, it should be for Kate. Like, to be fair, I guess the first poem I'm going to do for you is King's College Hospital, and I was born there. I was in there a lot. I haven't been in there for a while, which is quite nice. But like, my mum, like, she's got all these back problems. Like, we're on a first name basis with the day surgery in there. Like, honest to God, they're like, you're Anna's kid. I'm like, yep. And mm. then I broke a lot of bones. Could have sued Kings, actually, didn't, because my mum's not evil and awful, like to sue a broke hospital. She's got to suck it up, isn't it? True, true. They did they did set my arm wrong. I broke it. Is that why your hands run that away? It is kind of weird. Yeah, my hand my hand is backwards. <laughs> you can't see you can't it's see magic it. Radio. Yeah, we can't we we don't all have fancy whatever it called thingies. It's called a splint. Splint, there we go. We're not all waking up screaming in pain with dislocated wrists. Yeah, audience, you can't see it, but Jack here, he is, he is dragging his arm along behind him, sadly. Like, it, I can... It's a bad situation. They know, though, I talked about it last week. Yeah, he's still talking about it, though. Although, saying that, you would have brought a massive audience with you, innit? These people probably never heard this before. (laughs) Poetry crowd. Poetry crowd. (laughs) I should, I'll compose. I used to have a poem about breaking my arm. I don't remember it, though, or else I would have done it. Just for you, oh. but no. I've not broken my arm though. That's any consolation. That is true. Did break this arm though once, but never broken a bone. Really? Yeah, that's impressive. Coward. <laughs> never done anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I just would break them kind of falling over bags, and I broke, I broke my arm in Dulwich Park actually. That no, I broke my foot. I broke my foot in Dulwich Park falling over a bag. That sounds like the open line of poem, doesn't it? I broke my arm in Dulwich Park. I think, <laughs> no, it didn't sound like that. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I won't go into that. My mum might be listening. So. <laughs> she no doubt will be. That's another listener. Yeah. To be fair, my mum won't be listening. She learned how to WhatsApp two weeks ago, and it's kind of the. We'll put on a CD, post it to her. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> my mum needs to not hear this. <laughs> I'll, I'll play it on my iPhone through Letterbox. It's fine. It's, uh... <laughs> she, she, she's probably run away in fear, man. Like she's in her place. own home. There's nowhere to run. This is the whole point. This is why I've been so clever about choosing the place yeah. to broadcast it. Thought I was coming for a podcast. Get a stalker instead. It's fair <laughs> enough. It's fine. It's That's fine. What people get on South London <laughs> King's College Hospital. So yeah, I like hospitals. I think they're awesome because you get a cross section of society and any departments, especially. And I said it for years. I said for years that a, that King's College A&E was crazy. And remember that, you know, that 24 hours of A&E thing? Show, yeah. I know. I said it for years. And then it, like, someone someone saw a tweet I did, probably. And yeah. I've made, like, some, some executive Channel favorite, 4 researcher a lot of money. <laughs> me. Um, but, yeah, this is a poem. And it goes like this. For me, 
love is not found in magazines or bad romantic comedies or spending too much money on that pair of jeans for your girlfriend's birthday. And for me, love is not him perving on your double Ds or grabbing your hand on a busy street or trying to find a reason why there's enough time for a quickie in the morning before work. And for me, love is not even that sinking feeling that you get that rises from the bottom of your stomach and explodes in your throat and prevents you from speaking when you finally see the guy of your dreams. And you might call it butterflies, but to me it just feels like bile. And I admit I'm a bit sceptical, but it's been a long while since I've really seen what love is, as I like to see love in the most interesting places. And the last time love was seen by me, I had a broken foot in A&E after a drunken night on the day I received my GCSE results, but that's a whole other poem. But that day, that night, I saw love in accident and emergency. Because for me, love can be holding your baby girl to your chest after leaving work early because she has a fever and reading her a story that she simply cannot understand because if we're honest her brain is the size of a golf ball and the information that it holds revolves around her mother's chest and calming her cries so her mum can have a rest after being up with her all night because that is just what you do and for me love can be stopping off for a short goodbye to the dying guy in room 17 when the lights are out and the sun's gone down and it's dark and stark and silent and your shift was over at half past three but you stay up with him so he can see a friendly face to face the knock of heaven at his door and for me love can be waking up at 12.04 in the morning and stretching and yawning and putting on clothes and driving to A&E because he came home pissed and he missed a step and he thinks he's broken his collarbone again and sitting around watching BBC News and avoiding the drunks and needing the loo but just staying put just in case the nurse calls his name whilst he has a snooze and stroking his hair while he tosses and turns with his head in your lap until dawn. Because that is just what you do. Brilliant. Thank Excellent. you. That's fantastic. That was strange. <laughs> <laughs> is this your smallest ever audience? I, yeah, I'm it not was. A tall well man. done. <laughs> well done. You are my smallest ever audience ever. That's cool. And probably my next audience will be the biggest one, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, I was also born in Hingsford. Were you? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, in the 19th century. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> William Gold was yeah. uh, the Mom attending doctor. Came from, came from ploughing, Tulse Hill. Went to the Sorry. hospital, you know. Was it even a hospital or a shack? <laughs> in those days. Was it, yeah. Were you not born in Kings? Um, we, uh, my mum went into labour, right? Got to Kings College Hospital and they didn't have any beds. So they sent her to Dulwich Hospital. Ooh. You know, do you know where that is? Right? Yeah, Norway. posh. Yeah. Well, it's on a smoking ward, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, posh. Cigars all around, isn't it? Dulwich Hospital. Right, we went to Dalek Hospital one for my mum's thing, and it's so nice in there. But King's is King's is fancy it? now. It's just a bit. It's kind of dark, and it's nice in a kind of old castle kind yeah, of way. Yeah, me and the, me and the King's is nice with... and new. It's not very King's yeah. is iconic though, isn't yeah, it? It's it is. like clinical, but it's the one where I don't know. But no, they've always. You know what? To be fair, King's, I have so much love for them because I have been in the A and E department for many a broken bone, for many like my mum dragging in, and like they have been amazing. And the broken bone that you reference in that poem, <laughs> yeah. is that the poem that's uh, uh, set in Brockwell Park? In Dulwich Park, Park, that is. Park, I, yeah. did, I did break my foot in Dulwich Park after having a little bit too much to drink, and I walked from Dulwich Park 
to um, my house, which is obviously yeah, Dockdale Hill. Fairly far, yeah. yeah, and I kind of told my mates, you know, my foot hurts, but they were like, oh, she's drunk, she's drunk, it's fine. <laughs> and I was like, no, but it really hurts. They were like, no, it's fine. And I walked the whole way home and got home, fell asleep, woke up four hours later, and the my loon's foot, throbbing. My foot yeah. was the size of my head, man. It was huge. And I was like, Mom, my help. foot's already the size of my head, but it's size 13, isn't it? But. <laughs> Yeah, I don't hold it against King's College. They didn't have any beds in uh, January 1983. But uh, <laughs> now, me and Lakeisha went to um, antenatal classes at uh, Dulwich Hospital yeah. last year. And uh, yeah, I think nice is a strong word to describe yeah, it. Yes, it's a bit... I mean, it is beautiful from the outside, that's isn't the thing, it? Isn't I mean, it's it? listed, presumably. It's like, an old, it? it's like an old tourist attraction. So it's like, mm. you know, it's got something, but it's not, like, friendly. I wouldn't like to be there if I was sick. I was in King's for... Well, it's not a hospital months? anymore, is essentially. No, it's like a doctor's kind of an eclipse. It's called East Dulwich Health Centre or something. Mm. Like, you can't have a baby there, for example. Oh, really? Oh, no, not for years, you know. Oh. That's why nobody's ever, you see people, nobody's ever born no, in Dulwich Hospital. <laughs> no one is. Maybe, Steve, are you there? <laughs> well, uh, you'd like to think that when Jack came out, they were like, this is it. Close it down. This is, Close we're down. never going to top this. Dulwich Hospital. No, it's, it's not friendly, is it? No, it's mostly for old people, I think, yeah. now. I was yeah. in not Kings, a lot going I was in there. Kings for, like, three months. I had malaria when I went to Carnot Seat. I've been in Kings a lot. <laughs> and I was in, and it was during flu season. I ended up having to stay there in, in flu season for, like, three months to kind of get over this. Yeah. Wow. But, um, basically, they didn't Just want to put me in the you know, flu season. I'll get malaria. No, but I couldn't. I, I, I was in Ghana, and they're there. Obviously, they're used to it. So, you kind of go in out in two days and you're fine but I didn't get it till I came back to London it took me a while to oh, get it man. and so I went to the hospital and they were a bit like you need to be here but if we put you on the ward with everyone else you will get like pneumonia and that's not very good yeah so I had to be on like the ward with all the cancer patients and all the kids <laughs> like it was really nice actually it was all right I really <laughs> liked it and it I thought they would put you in isolation for three no months. no be... no it's not contagious like, were you writing poetry at that point no I was not so I... does the what you talk about in the poem um, you know about people dying and stuff. Does it kind of come from that Maybe, experience? Probably. I I used to write a lot of poems in in the A and E department because there's nothing else to do. Because if you're reading, you can get a bit too into the reading. But the King's A and E department, you need to be on your guard a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of minimal, minimal. Right, yeah, that's it. Next a lot name. of like the nurses, if they call your name, you're not on. You are gone to the back of the queue. Yeah. Like the, I remember one guy came in, and he, oh God, it was ridiculous. He was like, I'm suicidal like admit me and they were just like we can't like this is an A&E we can't do that so like, I'm suicidal I'm suicidal like knock something over and got admit like someone came security came and they found his file and he was from Maudsley Hospital I was going to say yeah but yeah. it Long turns out road, it? yeah, yeah it was that he's from Maudsley but it turns out that he had like he was like a liar like that was his thing he was, oh, and right. so they were like what's he did he lie about being suicidal or not can we take him so they had to like keep him in case he was lying about not feeling suicidal because he said it was okay and it was just it was just like it's a like comedy moment it? <laughs> it so yeah you can't but you can write stuff because when you're writing you can just kind of glance around a bit make sure no one's stealing your bag or think <laughs> about you it's just fine. sort of uh, look up uh, rest the pen against your lip and just sort of uh, ponder 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 South London what's this next stanza going to be <laughs> Do you think about form when you're writing? Is it? Is it? Not really. No. no. I mean, this is the thing. Like, just thinking about poetry in terms of uh, this show, there. I think there's a difference between people <coughs> who write poetry to be written down and mm. write poetry to read themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very different discipline. There are a very there are a few people who kind of seamlessly just have their stuff. But for me, 
I've always kind of written how I've spoken and that's just how I've always been. So I do like now I make a concise effort sometimes to try and make something look better on the page and read well on the page just because I think it's a good, it's easier to do it when you first do it than in like, like a year later when you're trying to submit it for something and you have to kind of change it all. But yeah, I find it quite difficult. You get, is it E Cummings where the placement of the words yeah. on the page, uh, you know, the form, form informs it, the, the piece yeah. itself, doesn't it? It's hard to do it though. Well, I think yeah. some people can. Like, I've got a friend called Inua who is from South London. This is quite good, actually. We've got a year's worth of shows. Yeah, no, there are so few poets from South East London, and I've mentioned, I've already mentioned Kate. I've mentioned Sabrina, it sounds like they're all from South who, grew, okay. who grew up in Brixton and lives in lives in Cumbridge now. And Inua, who grew, who <laughs> I, my mum always sees him when she goes to church in Nunhead because he lives in Peckham. And he his stuff is probably the, one of the few people who doesn't matter if I'm reading it or if I'm listening to it. It's exactly the like it's right. look. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. So he's good and yeah. Does your mum go to the House of Bread? The House of Bread? No, she doesn't. Yeah. No, she doesn't. She has to go to that church. She goes they, to the... I've seen them having bread deliveries at midnight, genuinely, God. even though it's like She's a metaphor. Not, she hates them. Does she go to that one on um, <laughs> on the round of called St. Mary's? Is no, it? she goes to St. Thomas the Apostle. So... Oh, by the school, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. she goes to St. Thomas the Apostle. Of oh, course, Catholic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Catholic. Um, go for Dalis. There we go. Catholic school all the way, man. South, South London Catholic couples. Yeah, because uh, Jack asked when we were talking about Burger for Dalis, and she was like, is it Catholic? And I was like, uh, and I, I, I had to realise only the Catholic Church thinks of the Virgin as being a thing. Yeah. It? So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. The idea of a, a Protestant uh, church. You went going, to school opposite or whatever you it was. Oh, yeah, I already went to Yeah, I already went That's a Catholic. We, we had Christian brothers wandering around. I know, I, I was raised We have Catholic. a nun. We have nuns in our school. You do? We do. Yeah. We have, Sister Benedette is still, <laughs> is still head of the school and... Yeah, she's that very strange. But all the nuns have kind of most of the. Old Do you have any links with the school? Do you ever go back to? No, no. no? I went back a couple of times. I mean, my friends have. So have you ever like gone back to, to perform? Or... No, no. Would not go back. I, I, I need to not go back. I think I have. I left enough of a mark. I was head girl <laughs> at Burger Fidelis. Really? Wow. You did leave a mark. The worst head girl in history. Like, <laughs> I probably actually can't go into that on the radio. But I was terrible. I will not incriminate myself. I will not incriminate myself. I will not but generous I... of you to call us the radio though well, Steve was going to let that slide but oh, I, I mean it it is radio well, on our next poster isn't it the radio the radio, Bridget the radio. capital letters well, where was it before yeah. uh, we, when we were talking to Guy from Alford House and uh, he was talking about something he went you know you're, you're in the media you know what I'm talking about <laughs> and again you're sort of like in a way <laughs> we are uh, the media I, got called, I get called, called a journalist a lot of the time well, in a Which way, you are, aren't you? That's the thing. It's the, well, you know, if you look at the original uh, meaning of all these words, like SAS journalist, you know, they, they were very similar things, weren't they? Yeah. Pushing yeah. it. No? I, I've, uh, I'm, 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 I used to think I wanted to be a journalist, and I just don't like it. Like, writing... I write blogs for, like, this website called Pojazzy, and it is really fun, because I've always been a really bad blogger. Like, when I was kind of 15, 16, I'd go three stages. And ever since, I've been... I'd, start a blog in January and give up by March but it's just kind of me <laughs> ranting really like about silly things and I get a lot of hits and then get scared about how wide it got and so just shut it all down <laughs> and like the so last time we're shut it down shut it down <laughs> but Paige Azzy, like Josh who runs it forces me to kind of <laughs> send in blogs and stuff but I just write about silly things and then got lots of weird emails from people I tend to write about poetry Hi, my name or rap Jack. music we do uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
if I say yes, they might leave me alone afterwards. No, I'm excited. I listened to it and I was like, this is fun. <laughs> so right, isn't it? I did listen yeah. to, is it the Bulls and Horses one that's the first one? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. South and the second one, Elephant and Castle. And of course, today on Twitter, you were uh, <laughs> having no, a dig at Elephant and Castle. I was, I was, man. The, I'm sorry, the, the sentence, it's not the same ever since it went blue. Ever since it went blue, it is not the same thing. I used to love Elephant and Castle when I was a kid. It when was, it was pink. Yeah, it's yeah. this big, I, my bedroom as a child was inspired by Elephant and Castle. It was bright <laughs> pink with purple, like, lines. It was, it was ridiculous. And I had a few elephants. And a shoe shop in the middle. <laughs> had a shoe shop in the middle. A little arcade with one solitary, like, You wanted to machine. build a giant Methodist church across the road and your mum was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> we bought a Catholic church or no church. I think one thing maybe that sums up Elephant Castle as a building is that when it was pink when it was red and now that it's blue you, those white stains all across the through the pages what are they don't ask I don't want to know actually I shouldn't want to know but, yeah. but no it's it, I, I just had to walk through today and haven't because all the South London trains had decided to not be on today so I, I was like oh leisurely wander, wander over and I was like I've got to like run all over the place go to got to go to Blackfriars I was like no I've got off Elephant and Castle just walked through the centre and it was very not nice. What, well, as in it, the shopping centre? Yeah. yeah, the shopping centre is was not far. Yeah, the shopping centre has not really improved. The outside has, now that you've got no subways, it's a bit nicer being above ground. You know, there's... I kind of miss it when it, like... Like, ten, even, like, ten years ago, when it was still pink. It was still pink ten years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it was still kind of rubbish. But it was like, it was okay. It was like South London rubbish. Now it just looks <laughs> weird and painted and I don't know. My friend Hayley on Twitter, was it yesterday or the day before, uh, was on the, she's like, I'm on the bus uh, going through Elephant and Castle. I challenge anyone to tell me a decent Elephant and Castle related fact that doesn't involve Charlie Chaplin. So I just happened to be... Oh, uh, it's isn't it? I just went, uh, it was once home to the world's largest Wurlitzer organ. Really? The, yeah. The church, the Methodist church was built on that site because there was a site of uh, dissident martyrs previously. Uh, it is home to the Stanley Kubrick archive. There was an urban myth that Aphex Twin had moved into the Faraday Memorial and made a home in there. Well, I... Also an urban myth that that was Doctor Who's house. There's a, a really? smaller urban myth there. Oh, the only, the only good elephant and castle fact I can think of is I just remember getting really excited when Idris Elba was running through in Lufa, you know, in the underpass. Did you see oh, that? That underpass. But Lufa is so bad. What? No, <laughs> oh, it's no, so bad. Don't mention, no, don't no, mention no, a no, British no, television show no, for Jack. It's no, so no. bad, Lufa. To be fair, I, I watch it for Idris. So I cannot <laughs> watch it again. It is amazing how often uh, getting back to Elephant Castle that underpass appears yeah. in films and television shows. Yeah. I've never seen one film in there. It was I've never Sherlock. seen one film in there. It's in everything, it isn't is it? It's, everything. Even when uh, even uh, Top Boy. Yeah, in yeah, Top Boy it was in that. You know, it's clearly set. They named it they as in East London. It's like there must be an underpass poster, surely. They just love it. I don't think they? the colourful tiles. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't yeah. got the look. Who did that? Who did the artwork in there? I wonder. There must be someone who. Some council it. person. Some no, really crazy. <laughs> no, it is. They're nice underpasses, isn't they? It, I mean, to be fair, they got never... rid of. The, to be fair, they got rid of the kind of grim one at the other end. Yeah. I still will not walk, walk there at night, man. Those things are because I still get lost in them. It's really easy to get lost if you don't know exactly where. Yeah, I don't think I've ever looked at the signs. You just kind of know the way, innit? Yeah. I know... You tend to sort of... I know from the kind of South Bank to Elephant and Castle Shopping Centre, that way. And I know... South Bank to Methodist Church. But it's like when else... you pull out on New Kent Road, you're like, ah, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> like, this, why would anyone come this way? <laughs> you're going to move back to South London. You've I been am. in East London for a year or so. Yes, unless... Mm. 
No, I really want to move back to South London. Well, what's the, uh, what are you missing? What's the major difference? It just feels different. It just really does. I mean, East London, to be fair, I've got, I've, it's taken me a while, but I do really like it. Like, I've got to, the parts of East London that I've really, and like the part of East London I'm in, it's quite similar to the part of South London, parts Where of South London. I'm in Hackneywick. Oh. So it's a very like industrial area, but the, the kind of locals there, they have the same kind of complaints about like gentrification and stuff. They have the same kind of shops and the same kind of feel and it's, I get it. Like I feel like if this, if I was, if I grew up in East London, this would be where I would have grown up. Yeah. But it's East just... London's closer to South London yeah. than West, West London. London. Yeah, West London is uh, West, London's West London's like a different city. West London is a different city. North London is what North London's just a different vibe. Yeah, definitely. It's just a different, different vibe. I was in Camden for almost a year, and that was weird. Yeah, but Camden's its own special little hole. Yeah. Camden, <laughs> Cam, no, Camden is uh, my Camden least favourite Yeah, I hate Camden, man. Nice. And just like when people talk about it, they, they sort of talk about it as if it's this amazing, yeah. magical place. It's just that there are loads of music venues, isn't it? Mm. So you have to yeah. go there. Do you know what I mean? There's, you have no option but to yeah. go there if you want to go and see The weekend. Yeah. Example, was the last person I saw there. Was he good? Oh, it was great. I recorded it on my... Uh, he was brilliant. Like when it, he's not going to be playing. <laughs> Speak up. Tiny rooms again. Either I don't no. think electric ballroom. You know, like really okay. good. Yeah. Oh, you have a ticket for Danny, Bra- ticket for Danny Brown. Ticket. If you Danny end up Brown. with a spare one, <laughs> that's how tickets work. Do you like my my Danny? Are they, have they? Has he sold out? Is it sold out? It's not sold out, but like. I don't know. I think if someone had a spare, and then maybe I'd take it. But would I buy one? Would you buy one? I mean, no. I'd pay for the spare. You know, if anyone's <laughs> listening, for a spare. Danny I don't know, I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking I about love him. Danny Brown. He's an idiot, though, but I do love him. And you went to a gig quite recently in South London, didn't I you? I went to ASAP Rocky. Yeah. I was too old for that. It's very <laughs> rare that I feel too old for things, but I was too. I was kind of outside the venue with, like, because it was, like, 14 plus. Right. So there's all these kind of 15-year-old girls thinking they look... Like, all of us. When we were 15, we thought if you wore patent tights and had lipstick on, you looked 20. You didn't. We didn't. Jack did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I'm sure you pulled it off, but we didn't. And it was with my friend Rosie, and we were just like, why are these children just kind of there in these tiny clothes? I just get so sad. I'm like, put some clothes on. Like, And then I think of me at 15 and, like, awful. Do you remember Fridge in Brixton? Yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. too many, too long. It's got a plaque outside into... for uh, Soul to Soul. I spotted the really? other day. Yeah. Soul to Soul played early gigs here. Really? Fridge, fridge was... Fridge was, They used to do 16 plus raves in Fridge and Brixton that we'd sneak into. <laughs> but speaking of being the oldest at, um, at a gig, I can top you because uh, in to? my mid-twenties I went to see uh, My Chemical Romance at an in-store. <laughs> And I, I had taped two wristbands together, so I didn't have a wristband. I was so desperate to see... Uh, the Black Parade had just come out. But now, ASAP Rocky, I mean, that kind of indicates uh, one of your loves of... Uh, hip-hop. Ignorant hip-hop. Ignorant though. hip-hop. Because like, <laughs> with Danny ignorant. Brown, um, it's not ignorant, because he no. knows exactly what he's he, saying. That's the thing. Like, he's very talented. Yeah. I, mean, I, lo- I thought XXX was brilliant. It's amazing. It's amazing. But I... ASAP Rocky is... Um, he's got nothing to say. No. But... <laughs> so yeah I the thing is I I feel like somewhere there's just this kind of there's a 15 year old idiot getting <laughs> trying to get out and then there's a 16 year old who was an idiot who is getting into the Danny Brown and wants to look at hip hop critically but they kind of battle ASAP was it was kind of like hilarious it is a rap battle <laughs> inside of my heart there is a rap battle every day Danny Brown wins that Danny, yeah, yeah Danny yeah. Brown does win it but ASAP ASAP I have a, I think he's hilarious like he came out in this kind of white dress like I'm not even kind of like it's a white 
floor length dress yeah, yeah. over like a pair of white harem skinny jeans like and then a white bulletproof vest can you have harem skinny <laughs> jeans <laughs> they're like jeans and like a harem skinny jeans and bulletproof vest I'm going to go on stage yeah, no, white bulletproof vest and it was like a chandelier on Brixton Academy and I was cracking up yeah. I couldn't I literally Harriet Harman's a back in <laughs> I lo- and then like the ASAP mob were just kind of behind him like swigging Cavossier like it was hilarious and I find it really because I'm like you know what you're doing you know how ridiculous this is when you're bringing a, a cream a... bulletproof vest on stage mm. in Brixton it's performance isn't it yeah, this yeah. Is the thing. and I like it I do I find it really really funny and I and to be fair I did pay like what 21, 22 quid just to go to a gig and it was like, it that's was the low short. end of the price though. it was a low and end the thing is like um, say like is uh, the mixtape yeah, what is it called Live Love Live Love Ace uh, there's yeah. Live Love Ace up and Long I mean, yeah, it's Love. with the, uh, all mostly Clams Casino yeah. tracks isn't it yeah. and it's brilliant like, yeah. I love the mixtape the album's brilliant. kind of there's a couple I of good like tracks on it. I didn't very much man there's a couple it of good just became a prob- it suddenly became a problem that he had nothing to say and when I say nothing to say, I mean he just don't even bother putting rhymes together, does he? It's, it's like on, on the mixtape, he does like like probably six or seven Kanye West and Jay Z lines, doesn't he? Yeah. He just does a, a Jay Z line. You're like, this is great. I like Jay Z too, and this is a great beat. But on the on the actual album, oh, ASAP ASAP knows I. For ASAP, I find, have you seen the ASAP, Brocky and Danny Brown videos of them interviewing? Yeah, that's where they I first came across absurd. Danny Brown. Very odd interviewing each other. Do you know Danny Brown, Steve? He's got no, tooth no. missing at the front. <laughs> or, that is, or at least one. He's got, Danny Brown follows me on Twitter. That is my claim to fame. Wow. That, to be fair, special. he, he well, basically trolls his Twitter feed. People who tweet about him and just got, follows all the girls. <laughs> and my friend was like, validating. Yeah, well, in that interview, he is talking specifically about meeting girls on social media. I like how, <laughs> I like how nicely uh, you put that. Meeting girls on social media. That's not what he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's it does get a bit like the yeah. kind of a uh, little bit crude. It does get yeah misogynistic, really. A bit, look, it's massive. I mean, that is. But honestly, we're talking about the, you know the battle. Pretty much the defining battle of my life is me reconciling my political feminist beliefs with this massive love of hip hop, where everyone says that I shouldn't like, and it's it's a constant. I probably will always have it, but I just I just really like hip hop, and I. It gets me cross when it's so pathetic. Like, a lot of the time, I, I think it's a lot more intelligent than they let themselves come across. Maybe not ASAP, but, like, No, Danny. but certainly Danny Brown, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he's got a line where he talks about, I like, femi- like, something about, like, feminist girls because of what you say about me, and it's ridiculous, but it's really funny. And then he'll say another line, and it's just the opposite of that. And I'm just like, I hope you're being clever. I think... No, he's, he is, he knows what he's doing. It's like, say, like, with, um... I don't... Say, like, with Kanye West, you yeah. know? Like... Some of the stuff he comes out with is just like you kind of got your mouth open, you know. But he knows exactly what he's saying. Yeah, he's Kanye going for a reaction. Very clever. I I give him the most. I think he's really intelligent. Like he just knows yeah. what he's doing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's there's so much uh, self examination there, isn't yeah, there? There is. He, he's fascinated by himself in a way that is egotistical, but at the same time is. You know, he's, he's, he's so he's, he's very critical of himself so yeah. much of the time, mm. isn't he? That's that's what's nice about it. It's, it's half braggadocio and half him going. I'm not too sure if this is even right. Yeah. yeah, and it's and if that wasn't there, if it was just a braggadocio, he's still very good at it, and it would still mm. be entertaining. But I think there's another layer that a lot of people won't accept is there. No. Well. If you say to people, because people, uh, you know, I love Kanye, and people go, oh, but is this, this? I'm like, oh, he's, it, yeah. it's not, not just that. It. Yeah. You know? Plus, Kanye did get me, the first time I listened to Spoken Word, Kanye West, on his 
was it College Dropout album? He's got this track called Never Let Me Down, and it's one of my favourite. Yeah, Con- it's got the Kanye on it. J, um, J-I-V is his name. Yeah, and that's in it. Word it. It's the first time I ever heard it. Yeah. Like, three years, like, no, yeah, that's like, tremendous, man. College Dropout was, what, 2004? The only thing is Jay-Z does a verse on it, and it's really bad. But that guy <laughs> just steals a song, doesn't he? Yeah, he's never, but, he's only ever done, like, no, but, spoken word. He's yeah, not rapped on is, anything else, Kanye, because you know Kanye did Def Jam poetry, for like he, he decided he wanted to be a spoken word artist did Kanye okay. and um, he went on and did you know his verse from Gold Digger you know the 18 years 18 years he basically made that a spoken he he just uh, slowed right. it down yeah, and yeah. Said on it. Um, what's the uh, mixtape called The Freshman Adjustment he does a, a spoken word version of um, All Falls Down yeah yeah and like people are out in the audience cracking up like he's doing like the punchline that's, yeah. that, that's what he was doing as part of his set for, for Mos Def on Def Jam and he heard this J.I.V. guy and he basically he did Never Let Me Down that whole song because he heard J.I.V. first and he did the whole because J.I.V. he's got he goes I'll never ever let you down if yeah. you want. and J- Kanye did that thing where he hears something and decides to sample it yeah, yeah. and to I'll be fair J.I.V. is now probably a very rich man because of that song mm. so Respect, Kanye. You're helping There's them. a Nas album that opens with uh, spoken word. Nostradamus. Yeah. 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 It is. It's a really good spoken word track as well, isn't it? Never got into Nas enough to know to know the Nas kind of. Uh, he, he, he's great, and he. Nas. He is, I've only a, got into him very, very lately. But like, say the first record, Illmatic. Yeah. It's it is stupendous, and the last one. That's why only we listened to the first That's one and the, the latest one. So, and they're both the last one fantastic. is phenomenal. I haven't listened to the last and one and the, 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 the great thing about the last one is again, uh, it's him basically looking at his life as wreckage. And just sort of sifting through it, going, I've made so many mistakes, and I've got so, and you know, let's not be wrong about it. So I've been, uh, yeah, been successful, but I don't know if it was all worth it. That's the cover is him just sitting uh, in this immaculate suit, holding Khaleesi's wedding dress, oh, her wow. actual wedding dress, in his lap. And you're like, tells uh, you everything. Yeah, I, a, I was like, the weird. album should be, the album's called Life Is Good. The album should be called I'm Not All Right. I'm really not all right. Where he's yeah. just like, just my chemical romance, isn't it? I'm not okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I remember I'm that song. That was okay. okay. I might do a bit of this one because I just realised if I read from the beginning, it won't make any sense because it's still like an excerpt <laughs> from the show. So it's about Foxton. It's about Lord Chip Plain. Um, yeah, I'll just read a little bit. Actually, you can come and see it at the show on the first, yeah. first trailer. Scene. Trailer. Okay, so um, this is kind of part of a massive South London piece that I've been doing about Lordship Lane and Dulwich and if you know you know the Foxtons on Lordship Lane yeah very much so this is what I'm going to talk about and it started there so I guess I've already in this little now I won't tell you what I haven't talked about but I talk about Cafe Nero and Lordship Lane and basically when I was growing up it was really like Lordship Lane wasn't nice man it never was well it wasn't not nice it just wasn't as nice as it was I guess and then it's really interesting just seeing we've got pictures of us along Lordship Lane over the years and it there's just no Jojo so... Mum Baba, is there? No, there's no there's no <laughs> Oliver Bonas. I remember when that moved yeah, in. Yeah. That was that was weird. Like baby shops, clothes shops. Coffee shops is the one there. Coffee shops and the same. The thing is I work around the corner and I go there and get coffees great. But do your poem though. <laughs> do the poem. <laughs> I should start no, I won't start about Cafe Nero, I'll start about this. But this is so it's kinda of halfway through, but you'll get it. Okay, so like this. Foxton's was the next thing. The last thing, but in some ways the first thing. It replaced one of the two chicken shops that had lived in harmony almost side by side for years. You would only ever really go to one. 
The perfect fried chicken on the right did the best chips, but the random one on the left did the best everything else, plus the cheapest drinks. And on Friday afternoons, when we'd finish school early, we'd all troop in and take advantage of six hot wings for a pound on our fast metabolisms. Our mothers would be unimpressed. To this day, mum still sniffs a, cheap, a piece of cheap chicken before eating it after she peels away all the battered skin, saying it's too unhealthy. She's right, it is. But me and the malnourished-looking pigeons on the pavements of Lordship Lane still eat it. It reminds us of much simpler days. And the Foxtons look like a nightclub. Three times the size of everything else on the lane, to this day, it still has floor-to-ceiling glass windows, is open-plan and full of expensive-looking fridges filled with sleek glass bottles in a room with neon lights. And we all got so overexcited when we saw it being built. A good half-decade away from being old enough for clubs, we knew that if we just bid our time, when we finally reached 18, we would walk down the road to go clubbing in this exotic-looking place, just like everyone else seemed to do in Croydon. It took us about a week before we realised it was an estate agent. Rentals, lettings and sales. The nicest looking shop within, our mi within a mile of our ex-council flat sold houses, expensive ones, that no one from round our way could afford. I learnt what detached houses were from the sign in Foxton's windows because I'd never really seen them before. In school, I had approximately four friends who lived on more than one level. And we all reckoned the Foxton's was a tipping point. That none of them could really move in until they had one of their own to show them where, they where to live. Because then we became a hotspot. Perfect for families with more than three kids and young couples who want to put down roots. Close to a variety of good private schools, East Sulwich has little traffic and good transport links. Less than 15 minutes to London Bridge too, it's something you cannot afford to miss out on. We saw the signs and we still didn't get it. When the families moved in, the change was instantaneous. It happened almost overnight. We began to see double buggies everywhere. A consequence, my mum said, of older mothers who left things almost too late. And so all Brighton Community Centre got a revamp and started offering baby yoga and Pilates classes instead of group therapy sessions for the mothers of the guys who got life sentences for trying to rob Barclays down the road. We got organic food shops and bakeries that promised they were family friendly, which made us wonder how we were family unfriendly before. To our knowledge, the shops down the road didn't have chainsaws, condoms and syringes littering their floors much, but that's a whole other story. Regardless, to me this was and is and always will be home. But with every new overpriced coffee shop and hipster bar and vegan cafe, the home parts have seemed to slowly slide and erode away. The place I grew up in does not quite exist anymore. Instead, what I've got is its much better looking twin. A twin that is admittedly much better at keeping me safe from unsavoury things when I'm walking home to my parents' house late at night. A twin that makes me almond milk low-fat soy chai lattes that I pretend not to love so much. A twin that I'm probably only in a rush to get rid of because I'm scared I like its touch more than its ugly older brother's grip. A grip that is too tight, too worn, but still comfortingly familiar. Perfectly sums up the area, yeah, I think. Well, also, I mean, you through. should uh, put out an album called Nail on the Head. Or <laughs> Accidental partridge. Can <laughs> <laughs> get you doing ad libs. You can do my skips in the album. Oh, <laughs> yeah. for this is. Uh... Wouldn't that be fun actually if I did? Because I don't know what to do with it. I've written like that's like that's like a few minutes. Well, the thing is, it, this it, what's great about it is thing. it's obviously oh, and as I say, knowing Dulwich, you know, Jack works. I've lived there and you're I've absolutely. So we both it's near we both know and we recognise exactly what you're talking about in terms of change. But it's a thing where it's it's Brixton as well, isn't it? I, it's new I talk about well. Brixton. Of course. I, essentially I start off on Cafe I start off in Cafe Nero and Goose Green and then I talk about Sainsbury's and then like this is kind of the beginning and the end and middle. 
I, so I missed out the cafe. It started, I start off, it started with Cafe Nero because that was the first thing I remember properly, like, coming out. Yeah. yeah. And then I talk about Peckham and I talk about Desmond's, which is, I, I probably should have said that, I talk about Desmond's. Makes me sad that Desmond's is now that art shop, like, you know, that art, that thing with the pencil sticking out of the side. No. Have you not seen it? No. Bellenden Road, where Desmond's used to be. Oh. It's oh, like a, okay, right. It's yeah, like yeah. A big you don't really... Book. Bellenden Road's a weird one, but you just don't go through it. Yeah, because really. no. people... It's, it's like Peckham, but it's not. Because yeah. it's nice. And it's got right, like... It's, it's like West London, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And it's it's what they recommend for everyone. So I talk about Bellenden Road. I talk about Desmond's. Then I go into Brixton. And I kind of sketched out New Cross a little bit. And I just am kind of going through South London and I'm just like, what am I going to do with it all? Like, it's massive. Like, What's it called at the moment? Don't know. South London Hardcore. <laughs> I might, I could do, I could do, I could do. Like, maybe I'll frame it that way, like, talking about a Of podcast. course, the Foxons in Brixton has become a bit of a focal point, Exactly, it? that's that, people have been telling me, my friends, like, have you seen been, the one in people Brixton? People have been constantly vandalising it. And uh, please carry on. They've had to, uh, <laughs> they've hired a bouncer. Have they? Yeah, for, for an estate agent. <laughs> what to protect the Perrier? <laughs> we honestly thought it was a nightclub. That's not a joke. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, yeah, I thought I remember walking there with you once, Steve, you weren't sure what it was. Yeah. Well, I remember... Um, they're ridiculous. They're always massive, though. They're always massive, and they're like, open plan, like, why? I know you mean about um, Cafe Nero, but for me, with Dulwich, it was Underhill Road. You got these sort of gifty yeah. shops that you never really. I didn't mention. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. mum calls them shit shops, and I have a whole verse about shit shops and how yeah. Desmond's is now a shit shop, which yeah. is sad. Well, Bellenden Road and Underhill Road are very similar things, yeah. aren't they? Where the it's thing- sort of like they've taken almost a strip of land and, just and built a model, a yeah. model, yeah. you know, the their London vision thing. of what. And it can all be like this. And you're like, it can't all be like this. We no. can't all it's afford all artisan bakeries. And but that's the thing. They're all they're, they are they are bakeries and coffee shops and and whatever's and then they're these little shit shops as we call them that literally shell, sell stuff that you don't need yeah. but you can just buy like I can go in and be like ah oh, this is nice yeah like, but the thing is when we go shopping if I go shopping with Lakeisha she just she'll come out of there with like a tin bird yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I have loads of those and it's just like the why thing is cheap to feed that's the good news mm. Yeah, um, our friend Glenn uh, put it quite well, didn't he? You know, um, talking about gentrification, saying that you know he doesn't want all these people moving in, and you know all these places closing, these places opening, but he does like expensive cheese. Yeah, that's the thing. I like I like the coffee that I can get. You know, East Dulwich Deli. This stuff is amazing, but it's so expensive. It's like a joke. Yeah, you pick the prices up, and you're like, what? Plus, it's nice now that I probably that I like none of us have got mugged walking behind the estate for ages. Like it just doesn't happen anymore. You don't get the kind of like even when I was younger, like behind when you're going down towards, like opposite the station, the yeah. Sulwich station, that the estate there, that was the bottom one, and there used to always be these guys there. They're just not there anymore. The barber shop, like um, it's, all in uh, soy lattes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can I can kind of walk through and not be a bit like on guard, like not in, even like massively on guard, but just like this is where I am. I need to not be an just idiot. in some way, yeah. sort of streetwise. Yeah, because yeah, I know that now there's like a bakery that's open. Like it's just and so I do like that. And I and it's because I didn't have that all those weeks before. And my friend Sabrina was just a bit like, 
Bridget, like there are positives, and I was like, yeah, I know, but I don't really want to know that. I think the problem is when it gets to the point where you realise these things are not for you, and Foxton yeah. sums yeah. out perfectly. And like Cafe Nero, that's for me. I get nine stamps and I get a free coffee. <laughs> Foxton's, that's not for me because I can't afford anything no, in there. But it's exactly. also it's back to the old thing of nobody wins unless everybody wins. This yeah. is not a system that's designed to help people. It's a system that's designed to service a small group of people. Yeah. I mean, with Bellenden Road, they've got a Twitter account that obviously we follow for the purpose for of the Bellenden Road. Yeah. Oh and uh, they Steve tweeted... Steve runs a Twitter account. <laughs> they, they tweeted something about uh, Bellenden Road and they were like, uh, yeah, in the posh part of Peckham, brackets, and there is, uh, yes, there is one, exclamation mark. And I was just like, I just tweeted, I was like, unfortunately there is. This idea that it's, it's, it's a, a good joke. thing no. that you've got a nice, the, you know, nicely inverted commas, this strip where, you know, the rich can play. It's terrible. And like two streets away, you've got shops that are selling things from 98p because no yeah. one's got any money. Many yeah. items 98p yeah. plus. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like, the, it's really funny because the, the Kamasi market is like this, uh, it's like, you know the, the kind of African market thing and when you're off Peckham High Street before you get onto Bellingham Road. Yeah. Yeah. So like what, that's, What's the name of it? Well, Kamasi Market. So in Ghana, there's like this part of Ghana called Kamasi and so it, it, became, it was kind of a joke, I think, years ago. It must have started as a joke calling it Kamasi Market because there were a lot of Ghanaians running stalls. But I, don't, I think it might be its proper name now. I'm not sure if it has a proper name anyway. But like, loads of shops have shut down because they can't afford it. And yeah. now, it used to extend over down to where the arches were. But now there's the bar story and like the bars yeah. and stuff. And I just think, wow, like, all the kind of women, the aunties who kind of ran these shops actually can't afford to run these like small little local services and send in stuff like i don't know like plantain or whatever like because you want to come in and and one of my mom's friends was who who runs a store she was like yeah it's really funny we get kind of the young students coming down like trying out new things and i'm just like wow and and they'll over they'll pay me more so that's kind of right. nice but i can just about sell a yeah that's uh, six yeah. pounds please that yam yeah 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 <laughs> little, take that take that and go but it's i don't know i find it really weird like, I do, there's still the, the Caribbean bakery restaurant, like, I say restaurant, takeaway is still on Bellingham Road, and that's one of the old things. It's kind of been cleaned up, like, they've done a new sign and a new window, mm. and they've painted it. But there is a chocolatier now. God. Yeah. It's all the, there's a bookshop, I remember when the bookshop came out, that I'm really, I remember having this big rant with a friend, she was like, yeah, but it's a bookshop, and I was like, yeah, but I can't afford the books in there, man. <laughs> but then the library, they don't shut, they, they, for year like, Greyvale Library was essentially my babysitter for a long time when I was a kid because my parents worked a lot and I had to like kind of do something and it was and Greyvale was awesome and they threatened the council threatened to close it for a long time not anymore (laughs) not anymore because there are too many local families now who are like who you know the kind of yeah, but it was People hard to go up to the damage no. library. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they set up a petition, a change.org, and after that, like, it's... And, and so you think it is a kind of give and take, isn't it? Well, where... it's like if we, there was a, that uh, story of our streets about Campbell Grove, and okay. that's very much, a, you know, a microcosm of this whole experience where the, the, the fortunes of that road have basically fluctuated based around whether the middle classes are living there or not. Mm-hmm. So before the middle classes moved in, it was slum housing. Middle classes moved in, Cleaned up the houses, you know, got away, you know, brought money to the area. So suddenly, mm. money is spent in the area, so money is put into the area by yeah. the council. And then they moved out for a while, and it was and they, all left yeah. to rack and ruin again. They come in again, and it was a, a great moment. It summed up the whole thing for me. Where they're in there, and they're very vocal, and they're very sort of active in the area, and they're very sure about what they want around them. And the council announced they're going to build uh, some uh, an estate essentially uh-huh. uh, nearby. So. 
uh, there's architects living there, there's planners living there, there are people who know how the system works living there. So they go to the council, they put forward this proposal, and they're like, this council state can only be this high. Because it has to fit in with the rest of the area. And the council's like, oh. Three feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the council go, uh, okay. So there's this lovely, beautifully uh, built council house in But but a one-off as well. But yeah. it's the thing, yeah. you know, you can't let, you know, yeah. these things be dictated by a vocal rich group yeah. of people it it you know, yeah, what, exactly, is, you know yeah. what is really terrible though the estate there are a lot of empty flats that are being essentially bought by people because it's in the catchment areas for certain schools right. and so like mum and dad they yeah no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. not not no not sadly not not the little not the local ones but you know it's, it's like technically if I, if I if i wanted if my parents had an extra 40 grand a year i could have gone to Dulwich college well actually that's boys isn't it but you know it's in the catch areas jags jags but yeah you get families who are like yeah of course we live in the estate and i just think it's no one checking this yeah yeah isn't like you really like and I, I'm, and I mean mum and dad don't mind they've got kind of known it but i just think this is ridiculous like our flat's quite nice actually but uh, it's well, it's a massive uh, lack of social housing. There's a People lot of buy lack. an extra flat just to get themselves yeah. uh, a good school. I've been place. trying to get rid of my mum and dad's flat for years because there's only two of them now, and it's massive. It's like three bedrooms, but we got the flat really cheap one up because I, I was there. When Bedroom they, tax? Are they gonna suffer under that? My mum's no, a foster carer, yeah. so oh, it's okay. really right. no, well, They were trying to initially, weren't they? I think they tried to. Yeah. But right. It's like, yeah. Do you want? You know, no one wants to be a foster carer. I don't know what you're trying to do now to charge her money for it. But <laughs> to be fair, they probably would try. And yeah, she, and they did. They probably initially the bill was like. That to change it to take foster carers out of it, yeah, no. and like other something else similar. Can we charge like, people for being foster, foster carers? carers? We can, can try. Yeah. can try. We can try. Yeah. Foster care system is not. There's got to be another way to subsidise these banks. They probably could. They're, I'm not. Mm. I'm not surprised if I get a call from mum being like, "Is are we getting charged for this?" But um, yeah, no. There's a lot of people just saying that they live there, just so that they can get into catchment for schools and things, and it's just like this is insane. That's how prestigious. Like, we only got. Now, Steve. I know. We I, got we've our, got to take some of the blame for this. this we've we've made it an area to be reckoned with. We only got our flat because people kept on getting like stabbed. I think in the estate when I was a baby, my mum and dad like they were giving an extra bedroom to people because we. I guess we, we didn't. So I'm, I'm an only child. I guess I'm entitled to two bedrooms, but they gave an extra bedroom to any family who'd move in because of the spate really? of like yeah. And uh, apparently, this I think an artist. I put it in the in the long piece. Like this artist guy apparently jumped off from the top of one of the buildings and fell on the railings and it was this big thing and the railings down from our because we were only on the first floor but it's on the hill so it's a little bit high and um so they gave these extra bedrooms as long as you wouldn't talk to the media <laughs> and like <laughs> and so now when it's they've kind of it's all it's all done they want to get rid of them now move, kick them all well out. this is always this has been the story of, of London as you know we always use the example of uh, you know, riverfront properties, you know, in yeah. the 18th, 19th century, if you lived on the riverfront, it's because you couldn't afford a proper house yeah. and you'd be next to a tanner's yard or something horrific. Then it, the, the river gets cleaned up and the industry moves away. We're going to have to move these yeah. uh, working class people a little further in. You move a little further in, then suddenly they want to live there and you're just getting pushed further and further out. Yeah. People have got some money. But with some of us are still there and you'll be back soon. Yeah, I will be. Although I'm not sure. I'm looking. I'm thinking of Brixton if I can. Yeah, Brixton. But I feel like yeah. Brixton's nah. might annoy me too much. Like I still call, you know, the the old arcade. Yeah, the, yeah. The you don't call it Brixton Village. Call it Atlantic Arcade or something. Exactly. Yeah. I can't believe I was like they were like pizza for twenty five quid. I was like, I did. <laughs> I nearly did like my full gentrification rant in the middle of Brixton. I was like, Are you serious? You want to charge me twenty five pounds for a pizza? 
Like, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. In the old arcade, this that was the nastiest. We didn't even go to the arcade. We said it was. We said it was not nice enough. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I've taken a podcast. You know, Jack and Steve are otherwise engaged. I think I am now queen of South London hardcore. Yeah. Can we, can we be guests next week? Mm. <laughs> we continue mm. to do the show uh, on a yeah. portable microphone yeah. in, a, in, a, in a small flat somewhere. Yeah, You'll I, be at the South Bank Centre Yeah, You guys week. can do the show. You can just give me the royalties from it. And you I can have all the money. Royalties! <laughs> <laughs> royalties. <laughs> you owe us £45. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget, for uh, coming on the show. Best Thanks of luck much. with Thank your you. shows next week. Thank do pop along to the South Bank Centre and catch it if you can. And obviously, check BridgetMinimal.com for future festival appearances. I have to update that tonight, yes. Yes.